This is a Capricorn FM podcast. Taking out insurance is easy, but understanding the terms and conditions of your cover can be complicated. Let us help you. Tune into Capricorn FM every second Wednesday at 7 p.m. from September to December 2020 and listen to insurance experts explain the standard clauses of an insurance policy contract and you could win 250 rands worth of airtime. T's and C's apply. Understanding my insurance policy brought to you by the South African Insurance Association. It's Progressive Talk on Capricorn FM and we are speaking progressively. It's uh, 7 o'clock and uh, so let's go back to that conversation that we generally uh, have been having for a while. We took a short break but we're back to it. It's our Saia conversation and we're having that conversation this evening with Musidi Shuman was back with us again this evening. Musidi, good evening. Welcome to Progressive Talk. Uh, good evening, Gamla, and good evening to Capricorn listeners. Good Thank evening. You. Yeah, good evening. Yeah. We, we, we took a, a short break, but uh, and we're back, but all things the same then. We're still giving away to 250 rands a time to two yes. listeners, so that will be 500 at the end of our conversation when they answer our questions right. Yes. Okay. So this... Yeah. So this evening we're talking, uh, uh, um, we're looking at what are policyholder protection rules. So we're starting there as we're talking short-term insurance policy, holder rights and, and protection rules. Maybe let's go there. So what are policyholder protection rules? Um, basically, policyholder protection rules are rules that are set, um, they form part of the short-term insurance act uh, of uh, 1998 under section 55 so the rules are designed basically to protect policyholders or anybody who transacts want to buy insurance products they detail how insurance companies treat policyholders and what are the rights of, of policy holders. So if you feel that so your rights have been violated, the best place to look is what does the policy holder say and where it mm. uh, I just picking up that maybe we have a bit of a issue with the line there, some interference on the line, whether it's it's network an issue, but we'll we'll observe that as we continue as oh, well okay. and, and see if, mm. if it's fine. It sounds clear now, but when you were talking mm. it was just some a bit of interference. You, is it coming all right on your end though? Uh yeah, I can hear you. I can hear you clearly on my side. Okay, so yeah, and the our listeners, of course, can engage with us on zero eight seven two double eight nine six nine seven and the WhatsApp number zero eight two six five four two double four six. If you have questions or areas that you'd like us to clear for you as we speak here with Musidi, you more than welcome to engage with us. So, Musidi, as we're talking about what um, a policyholder protection rules, I see there uh, there are different rules. So, rule number one, you talk about treating customer fairly. Um, yeah, this is one of the key actually rules of the, the policyholder protection rules, which is a framework that is supervised by the Financial Services Conduct Authority that um, governs how customers should um, be treated and how the Financial Services 
uh, any financial service provider, like insurance company or a broker or any registered financial services provider should conduct themselves when they deal with uh, consumers. From the time they give advice throughout the, the, the process of uh, the policy, so the whole life cycle of the policy until you cancel it. It tells how they should conduct themselves. And um, one of the things, the first thing it mentions the treating customer friendly is the insurance companies in all their dealings should um, act with due skill, care, uh, when they deal with policyholders. Due skill, we're talking about when they deal with you, they should make sure that whoever their representative, let's say he's selling you a product, he can't sell you a product that he himself doesn't understand. So they need to make sure that whoever is offering the service understands it and understands the, the processes. Uh, and obviously take care that whatever product that they're selling you, they, they help you to understand it. You know, so it's not like the selling is something that you don't know how you're going to um, use it. The most important thing is they need to act professionally and honorably. So firstly, it's issue of how they act in terms of being honest, fair, and showing this uh, respect towards um, the policyholders. So throughout their interaction, they can never, whether it's uh, during a claim time where... Uh, they can never display a, a, a an attitude that is not mm. uh, honourable. And as a policyholder, when you know that this is governed by the, the treating customer fairly mm. uh, framework, you, you can tell them to say you're not treating me fairly or you're not treating me with respect, mm. and you can take it up from there. So. All right. Uh, I'm going to take I'm going to take an ad break and we'll continue from this point that you just wanted okay. to make now. All right. Right. And we're still talking with Mrs. So, Mrs. you are still making a point on the treating customer fairly. Yeah. And, and the second part is, um, you know, when we hear complaints, obviously, you had in Gamla on the calls, people do not understand their policies. They need to, the treating customer fairly says they need to explain the, the, the reasons for their engagement and whatever they're engaging with with you. So if you do buy something, they need to explain it to you. The issue becomes policyholders need to afford themselves time to, to listen and ask questions and, and specifically say, I don't understand what, what you're talking about, so that the product they buy is what they understand. So the insurer is whoever is a particular provider is required to do that. They also need to have political strategic in place of saying how are we going to a customer place. So they need to make commitments. And as a customer, you can ask them about their uh, their policy or framework to say, when I deal with you, how sure I am that I'm going to be safe. So they can explain what treating customer sales means to them. So every insurer has to have the TFC um, TCF procedures. Mm, mm. Yeah. Okay, and after that, what must insurers aim to achieve by implementing the TCF policies and procedures? Um, the whole idea is they basically speak out every when you read that procedure. Let's say you need to feel confident that you need an insurer that 
has got the interest of the customer at heart. So they, they need to include in their culture. So they, mm. normally when the, the regulator goes to them, you know, they need to demonstrate to the regulator that they, they are focusing and the treating customer sales is part of their culture. Mm. Where people are trained, even the call center agent needs to know about treating customers. They need to know, and they need to be trained to teach, uh, to you know, train their people to mm-hmm. treat their customers fairly. So that's the first thing that um, a customer needs to feel confident. And throughout their processes, you need to be sure that I'm dealing with an honorable company. And this can be done through the documents they disclose, how they treat you, what information they're giving you. The second point is um, when they design a product, um, a product should be designed to meet specific needs. So they need to be clear in terms of uh, we are designing this. Uh, vehicle insurance, we know that people do crash, so this is going to meet that need and when that time comes, we will pay claims for, you know, provided it's a valid claim. So, how they design the product shouldn't be products that you can never be able to claim. Um, a policyholder should be given clear information and be forever kept informed uh, throughout the process. So when there are changes or even updates in the market, the insurer can update you. Um, where they give you advice, let's say somebody says, uh, my advice is take this product, you need it. Um, that advice has to be firstly taking your interest at, 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 at heart. Mm. And it needs to be suitable to your needs. Any advice should be addressing a specific need. And um, it needs to be explained how um, that advice will benefit you as as a policyholder. The critical one is this one of they need to demonstrate that they are not putting any unreasonable uh, post-sales steps that will, you know, create barriers when you have to, let's say, submit a claim, they take you from pillar to post, or when you want to cancel, you cannot cancel your policy because they're sending you there and there. So all those post-sales processes need to be very clear that I've bought into this, and if I want to pull out, I can pull out. Or when I claim, I know what process Mm. All right. So we're still talking here on Progressive Talk with uh, Musidi Shumang. And you can engage with us on 0872-889697 and 0826542446. And that's our WhatsApp number. This feature is proudly brought to you by the South African Insurance Association. Understanding your insurance policy. So we're having the conversation here. Just 11 minutes after 7 o'clock, progressive talk on Capricorn FM. So the other issue, Musidi, is that the protection rules include product design. And when developing a product, what must an insurer bear in mind? Um, as indicated, the first thing is they need to, it needs to address the need. So it, that product needs to demonstrate that I respond uh, on these things, like it's a vehicle policy. When you are in an accident, I will pay you. So it, it has to address a specific need. Number two, if it's designed for a certain sector or a group of people, 
um, the insurer needs to do a thorough assessment about the characteristics of, of the product and to say, um, you know, that target market will easily influence. I can give you an example where you design a product for, I'll make a silly example, um, for people who are in an area where technology is not easily accessible, but you design a product and then you say they can submit claims through technology or, you know, so you know that they will not be in a position to do that. Mm-hmm. Therefore, if you design a product, your target market should be able to interact with you freely. Yes, if you go the technology route and you're targeting them, target the urban area, people who can interact and have access to technology quite easily. And um, all your products should ensure that they're designed with the policyholders, you know, interested heart, where they will be treated fairly uh, in terms of how the wedding of the policyholders should pay for the product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, okay, so these are some of the issues we're talking about, and you can engage with us on zero eight seven two double eight nine six nine seven. That is the studio line. If you have a question, you want us to clear something for you, and want to perhaps check with some of the issues that we're talking about up to so far. The WhatsApp number zero eight two six five four two double four six. It is thirteen minutes after seven o'clock here on Progressive Talk. Uh, but 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 then again, um, CD, what in the rules relates to credit life insurance? Um, you know, credit life has become like during coronavirus, a lot of people started asking about it because it's one of those policies that helps you, let's say you are retrenched or you are injured and things like that. They close off the credit with the debtors. So um, normally before debtors would or creditors would then give you the credit life policy, but the policyholder has got a right of choice. However, if he does change or he wants to switch policies, the aim of the, uh, the policyholder protection rules is to ensure that whoever gives them a product needs to make sure that that product meets the requirements of the National Credit Act and that product will cover the, the debt and the, pro, the the credit provider is aware of it so that you, you didn't buy something that uh, will not assist you. So the insurer needs to ask to say, how much are you owing from, from the bank so that we give you the appropriate cover that will, in the event that you are retrenched, close off the debt. So, you know, customers need to give that information. So credit life has become a real issue and also there is a requirement from the insurer or the broker side to do a bit of assessment to make sure that credit life does work for people, especially in this day. So mm. it, if, if it has to be involved, it will pay off the debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, maybe briefly touch on the cooling off right as detailed in the rules. Um, yes, the, the quality of right talks about when you do take a policy, you know, some of us take these policies when somebody phones you, do you want to ensure your cell phone, you accept it, but um, then you agree and say, okay, you can debit my account, it goes through. What the rules say is, let's say you've got 14 days from the time you received the, the policy contract to read it. And if you want to change your mind, you have the right to say within that 14 days to say, uh, no, I'm no longer interested. Because things do happen. You probably took it, you were excited, you didn't read this policy. Uh, you know, you 
understand it very well. But when you sit at home, when you are calm, you realize that actually this is not what I want. So within 14 days, you can uh, inform them to cancel it. And therefore, you can cancel without incurring any penalty. So they will refund you the premium. If, let's say, they had debited you the next day, um, you've got 14 days to cancel any short-term premium. And then the app says that when you cancel, they need to make sure that you are refunded in this day. So they can hold on to your premium when you cancel within Okay. Yeah. Right. And the other issue is the negative option selection. What is the negative option selection of policy terms or conditions referred to in the rules? Okay. Normally what, what tends to happen, let's say um, we give you a policy and they tell you about various terms and conditions. The minute there are two or more terms that you can choose from, the representative of the insurance cannot then say to you, I think you should take this one. It becomes, they need to detail all the options that are available because you have a right to say, I don't want this option, I want this option. So they're not supposed to push you to any option, especially if option that does not meet your needs. So the only time they would recommend something is if that thing is prescribed by legislation. So they can say, because of legislation, we ask you that you look at this option. Or they can say, if it's addressing a specific need, um, you've indicated that um, you know you don't have a second car and if you get involved in an accident, you might struggle having a car. So we would recommend that you take car hire. So it is an option that will address your need. But if it's not an option that is addressing my need, it should not be uh, made to the client where it may, because you might end up choosing something that is negative towards you. So they are encouraged not to present those and highlight them, but they will show everything. They can't choose one of them. They have to show you all the options that that policy is providing. All right, just uh, 18 minutes after 7 o'clock, this progressive talk. This progressive talk on Capricorn FM, and we are speaking here with Musidi Shumang just 19 minutes after 7 o'clock. We'll get her back, just lost her, lost her temporarily on that line, and we'll get her back. That line also was uh, slightly reacting and having a bit of an interference, and we are clearing that up as well. So we should be having a better line when we get Musidi back on that line and uh, talking to her, of course, about all issues issues that pertain to insurance policies and so we're talking about a bit earlier the calling of uh, rights as detailed in the rules and we talked about the negative option selection of policy terms or conditions referred to in the rules those are some of the issues that we have touched on and we are going to touch on one other issue in a bit what are the rules around premium and access so we're going to speak to Mercedes about that of course we've got Mercedes on the line Mercedes uh, and and so we, we've just touched on the issue around the negative option selection and therefore the other mm-hmm. issue is what are the rules around premiums and excesses? Okay, what, what the rules are stipulating is that um, I'll start with the excesses. So the excesses when they are put, they have to be reasonable 
and they need to be balanced, the interest of the insurer and the insurance company. So if I'll give an example where additional access is on, on a vehicle where the insurer can say, you know, if you have a driver's license that is less than two years, I'm going to charge you an extra excess of 2000 So that insurer needs to have have gathered reasonable data of saying why am I entitled to charge an extra 2000 In this instance, the insurance will say it has been proven through history that uh, people who have uh, less experience in driving have got more exposure to accident. Therefore, it is a reasonable thing to, to charge. So I'm not um, putting in excesses that are just you know, too much or unreasonable. That's that's the rule. So when when they are asked by the regulator on on what excesses they are charging, they will be able to explain. Mm. Or you as a as a as a client, if you do ask, they need to. They are in a position to explain why we're charging uh, this thing. And then the same applies to how they rate the premium. So if they charge you more premium than like charging, giving a pensioner no excess and a lesser premium than a 25 year old, they have reasons. They need to have a reasons of saying a pensioner doesn't drive often. The 25 year old is always on the road. So the risk exposure is different. So it's not arbitrary charging of premium. It's based on research information that they can prove. And Everything that they're charging, including the fees or excesses, must be reflected on your policy schedule. So uh, anything that they're charging, whether it's an extra or as long as it's been charged, it must be shown on the policy schedule. And which policy provisions or provision is regarded as void? Yeah, this uh, is very interesting. Um, You know, Basically, when we talk of void, we mm. mean that that thing is, 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 is um, not legal, not valid, so mm-hmm. it cannot be binding to you, so it's illegal. So if you read your policy or if you find yourself in a situation where any insurer says or putting a provision that in order for us to pay your claim, you have to undergo a liability, uh, automatically the law says that provision is not uh, not binding, so it cannot be enforced or illegal. Um, so if at any stage you are being induced um, in whatever nature for you to, agree to, to undergo a lie detector test, um, that is still not valid. So even the results of that lie detector test cannot be used against you as a claim. So that provision, if it does appear on your contract, you need to know that it's not applicable. Um, you know, the, the provisions of um, you can only dispute through um, arbitration. Mm. It, it's not it's not valid. You have a right as a policyholder to follow the process of complaining to them or going through the internal process, but you, you do have the right to use external uh, processes to go to the ombudsman or even to take legal action. So no insurance contract can force you to only settle your matters or your disputes through mm. arbitration. Um, okay. And, uh, and so, b- before you go to mm-hmm. your next point, I'm just going to take an ad break and we'll complete that one. Right, we're still talking with Musidi there. So we're talking, we're still on the void point. And, and, but you were about to make a point, Musidi? Yeah, the, the last point is um, generally insurers are required to give people um, 
a 15-day grace period. So if you were going to pay your your premiums by the first and then you they were due on the first, you couldn't pay them, you've got 15 days to pay those premiums. So if a claim happens just after the due date, the, if there is a provision that says a claim will not be paid during that grace period, uh, that provision is null and void because you do have... Um, the grace period. However, insurers can ask you to pay your premium that are due before they can settle the claim. So they won't repudiate your claim because they they that they can't do that. But they will ask you to say be pay off all your claims so that sorry your premium so that we can pay your claim. Mm. All right. And as we continue with the other parts of our conversation, at this point, we'll give you an opportunity. If you want to win a time worth 250 rands, do call us on 0872889697. We're giving away a time uh, worth 250 rands and we've got 500. So two people can get that at a time. That is on 0872889697. Would like to give that a time to you. But as we continue having this conversation here with Musidi. And the other issue, Musidi, what does the rule state about waiving of right? Um, no insurer may ask any client, whether it's at a claim stage or whatever, to waive your right. So the rule says um, no yeah, no insurer may request or even induce a policy member to, to waive your right. So they're not permitted to do that. And most importantly, which we advise, is that policyholders should not sign blank or partially completed forms because insurers use the information on your form as the basis of the contract. So if you leave it partially and somebody else completes it on your behalf, if they make an error, it's going to be taken as what you have completed. Um, so that's the provisions, and it is allowed to say, no, I will not sign something that is, partially completed. Mm, okay. And we, we know that the rules also refer to grace period. Please explain that. Yeah. The, the grace period is, is, it talks to the premium. So if your premiums were due 31st February, mm. um, you've got up until the 15th to pay them. So if, if let's say you, you do, you struggle to pay maybe on the due date, you know that you've got only 15 days to make sure that you've paid them. There are, however, insurers who say, don't pay in, we will double debit you at month's end. Now, if that happens, only the insurer has allowed you to do that. But you are protected only for 15 days, mm. nothing more. Mm. Unless the insurer says to you, no, I will double debit. Mm. So you need to make sure that when they double debit, there is money. Because mm. if they go for the second time mm. and they don't find money, the policy automatically cancels. Okay. And and of course, I suppose that uh, for tonight, we'll just leave it here. But for our listeners who may have questions at a later stage uh, and, and wants to engage, you have details where they can engage and uh, send questions? Uh, yeah, our listeners can send us um, WhatsApp messages. That, that is much better on 061-326-8818. Or preferably they can send an email to consumereducation at SAIA, which is S-A-I-A.co.za, and then uh, somebody will respond to them. All right. Thank you very much, Ms. Wonderful evening. Thank you so much, and thanks to the listeners.
Good evening. That is uh, This feature was proudly brought to you by the South African Insurance Association. Understanding your insurance policy. That was a Capricorn FM podcast. For more podcasts, visit capricornfm.co.za.